Hello and welcome to the Home Assistant Podcast. This is episode 2022.3. As usual, my name is Rohan Karamandi and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Phil Hawthorne. Hey, Rohan. This episode is sponsored by Home Assistant Cloud by Nabucasa. Easily access your local Home Assistant instance remotely for a small monthly fee that supports the Home Assistant and ESP home projects. Configuration is done by the user interface, so there's no fiddling with router settings, SSL certs, or any other YAML. 2022.3, huh? So yeah. March already. Uh, I guess I second know. release of the year. I know. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So it is the second because there wasn't a January release. All right. So first and foremost, there is a Home Assistant newsletter. Um, so if you don't always get a chance to read their blog or even uh, even if you don't watch, uh, don't catch every episode of our podcast, we'll try not to judge for that one. But uh, <laughs> that's it. You know, and, and even the Home Assistant team puts out the uh, release party episodes and such. So now you can catch the highlights uh, right in your inbox. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and yeah. I guess the other Home Assistant news as well. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and speaking of other, you know, newsletters and stuff that came out, we also had our first episode of the All Things Smart Home. Uh, so episode one is out on YouTube. You can uh, catch it there. We did our first live stream on YouTube and Twitch. I think it was uh, went pretty well, actually, uh, as our first sort of test episode. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. We had quite a, yeah, it was quite a bit of fun. And I think, yeah, we'll definitely, um, yeah, as, as we try and grow that and uh, keep going, we'll, we'll definitely have another episode coming out soon. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, if you didn't uh, get a chance to watch it, check it out. It's on YouTube. Unfortunately, the Twitch part did not record uh, as intended. So check it out on YouTube. We'll leave a link. Yeah. And on some Nabucasa news, uh, they now have two new two new employees as well. So Zach and Mike. Uh and uh, Zach was on quite a while ago mm. um, in 2019 on episode 42. So, um, you know, glad to see the two of them joining and, uh, you know, working on the working on the product as well. So and, and Mike will be focusing on uh, extending, improving home assistant, like supervisor stuff and a lot of the ecosystem uh, pieces there as well. And And Zach's more focused on. Know, things like the Home Assistant YouTube channel and and so on and so forth as well. And I think I thought Zach was doing some other work on uh, on the Home Assistant uh, code base as well. But maybe yeah, I think there's been some work um, with like the front end and all that as well. Yeah, a ton of stuff on, yeah. on the front end. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I know Bram's been doing some stuff there too. But always good to get more people on the project. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. So new features coming out in this release, and uh, I think one of the the big ones. Uh, if you're using the automation UI, one of the big one is going to be the media selector mm-hmm. and the play media action. So uh, there's a whole new interface uh, when you're building out an automation on how to choose music to be played uh, in that across your device. So it's actually really cool. You now basically get a, a dialogue window that asks you, you know, what do you want to do? You want to play the media? Um, where do you want to play it? So what speaker and what source do you want to play it from? And it actually uses the uh, artwork of the source. So, you know, like the radio station cover art or the right. CD cover art of the music that you want to play. Yeah, it looks quite nice. Um, and I think it'd be very useful for those that are using the automation builder in the ui yeah that's awesome and then and speaking of that too there's uh more media sources uh you can choose from as well so 
Uh, you can even choose things like cameras and and even Lovelace dashboards to be uh, mm. played on a player, right? So um, you can you can use the new uh, play media action or play media action yep. uh, to tell Home Assistant to basically go open up your Lovelace dashboard on a Google Nest device or you know camera feed on a TV, something like that. And on top of that, there's also DLNA support as well. Uh, so that's actually really, really neat. So the DLNA media server, I think that's a new integration uh, for this release. And then Frank went out and uh, and created a whole new, like that, that radio browser integration. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, just gives you like a whole list of countries and then you go ahead, choose your radio station that you want to listen to and it finds the uh, stream online and bam, you can play it on the supported speaker. Yeah, which is amazing. So yeah, makes it like, that much easier. Yeah, it was. I was actually surprised at you know how many stations there are available that they can then you know, just be played. I guess. Yeah. From a stream somewhere. Now, Rohan, talking about this, um, the media selector and and these media sources, have you like? Because I, you know, this year I started from scratch, a whole new home assistant instance, new house, new home assistant instance. I've got you know yeah. virtually no automations running, so I, I've been finding myself creating a few automations from the automation UI as opposed to YAML. Um, okay. And I've always, yeah, always been. What, what's your, have you used the automation UI? Like, is it something that, have you got a, a mix between yourself? Like, have you got like half YAML, half in the UI? What, what's your sort of breakdown? So so I moved pretty much everything to Node-RED mm-hmm. um, except for like just basic stuff like setting a default theme and um, all my webhook stuff is still in YAML. Yep. Um, other than that, everything has moved to moved to Node-RED now. Right, yeah, because I'm really liking the ability to create automations from my phone, um, you know, like yeah. sitting on the couch and go, oh, wouldn't it be cool if the TV would, you know, the lights under the TV would turn on when the TV turns on, right? And now I can go in and go ding, bang, right? It gets a bit tricky doing some advanced, you know, conditions, you know, like if I mm-hmm. want to do like the whole, you know, this is an and condition block, there's your all conditions, it, yeah. nesting, all those conditions. It gets slightly tricky that way. Um, that's probably not ideal for the phone, you, uh, you know, screen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah. Uh, I, I'm like, I'm slowly, you know, I, I see that for some basic automations, there is a, a good, that there's some definitely pros to having it in uh, the UI that I can then just go in and edit on the fly. Yep. Um, I can always export them to YAML as well if I want to, you know, move them over, I guess. Yeah, and then and if you want to at least, or at least you can build your base on there and then export it to YAML and then and then build mm. on top of that if you want to, right? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not but bad. I, I do, I do uh, though for the YAML piece, I do really like the Visual Studio or the VS Code uh, add-on. Absolutely. When yeah. you, because it's got like basically a macro where you type like automation or whatever and it fills in like yep. all of the in-between um, actions and so on and so forth. And so it works really well. If you haven't tried it, definitely play yeah. with it. Well, something that is finally in this release that I um, mm-hmm. thought that would have should have been here quite some time ago is now the ability to upload files directly to Home Assistant. Yeah. So I have used uploaded files in Home Assistant for quite some time. I've had, you know, like uh, small media bytes, uh, like recorded text-to-speech messages to go yep. out across my Sonos speakers um, and also, you know, just pictures of, a little icons to be in my Lovelace dashboard. Previously, you had to upload them to a www directory in your config folder. And, you know, if you were using the Home Assistant OS you would, or a, 
like a Raspberry Pi with a, or a, well, I hope it misses some blue, you would have to have the Samba add-on uh, to yeah. be able to access files. But now there is local media management, or I should say initial uh, support for local media management. Yep. Um, so you can upload and remove files from within Home Assistant. And I assume they will be slowly building that on uh, as releases come along. Which is awesome. I don't, have you played with it yet? Is it just the www directory or is it? Uh, yeah, is it's it, like uh, really. Yeah, it's just uh, very like, you know, pictures um, and some images. It's very basic at this stage. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, the UI is actually moving to material web components. So there's a couple of changes UI related um, in this release. And so if you're familiar with the old style of uh, like the, the quote unquote paper style uh, components, those are being uh, moved to uh, material web components. So things like input boxes and drop downs will be the first to, to get changed. So you'll notice that. Um, but as a accessibility bonus, you know, it's uh, that also makes it a lot more friendlier for the for screen readers and, and things like that. So that I think is a great, uh, great addition there. Uh, there's also a new date picker uh, when you select the date in the front end, so that which is just really neat too. So just as a side note there. Yeah, that's cool. I think um, moving to material uh, web components is going to be, yeah, uh, I think the paper style is being deprecated. Yeah. So, you know, um, we're gonna, you're going to have to move over eventually, right? Um, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, and this makes it more consistent um, and will eventually allow some more fun things in the future, I think. So, yeah, really cool. So nothing wrong with that. Now, Rahm, we were just talking before about the uh, VS Code add-on in uh, mm. f- for Home Assistant, but there's actually a new feature in this release, and it's autocomplete entity IDs in the front-end code editor. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so if you're using the YAML editor within Home Assistant, you can now autocomplete entity IDs for you. So, um, yeah, you can start typing in a, in a light.bedroom, and it will, you know, fill it out for you from within the front-end. But, yeah, definitely if you're using YAML uh, and you editing in vs code then definitely grab that add-on it's yeah 100 percent, completely yeah. worth it trad free uh so ikea trad free integration has a bunch of work done to it too so stability issues and such are better uh or you should have better luck with that you know things like battery sensors are now available and also support for air purifiers so which is great so uh, if you're in the ikea ecosystem then that will be great. Didn't know they had a purifier. That's cool. Yeah, I actually looked at it, but uh, maybe I'm confusing it, but I didn't think it had the best reviews, like in terms of actually like as a purifier. I think as a device it worked well, but um, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's talk about some new stuff. Yeah, so new integrations. So the first one um, is called 5M, uh, which allows players to play the game Grand Theft Auto V by Rockstar Games online with other players. Um, so this is one of those... so specific. <laughs> so specific. It's one of those integrations where I'm like, really? Okay. I, I, this, is, this is cool about the open source uh, community, right? Like if someone wants it in home system, they can build it and, yeah. and put a pull request in and sure enough, it's accepted. So and now if there's anyone else that plays Grand Theft Auto Auto V... Um, the 5M integration lets you receive information from a 5M server. Um, and I'm guessing it will tell you when your friends are online or who's online, how many people are playing online. Um, yeah, very, very specific, but it's in there. That's cool. Um, pure energy. So apparently they build a product that kind of lets you read a lot of the data from your smart meters uh, that uh, have a serial yeah. port. Yep. 
So things like energy consumption, power flow, so on. And uh, so, yeah, so that's now in uh, in Home Assistant from from that uh, perspective. And energy is spelled E-N-E-R-G-I-E in case there's mm. any confusions. Well, that will help some people get uh, some data into the energy dashboard. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah. How, how's your uh, energy dashboard look? Have you... Is there a ton of stuff you do with it or? Uh, well, so because I've just moved into a new house, I had to wait for a build before I could get my uh, meter number off the company, like the electricity company. And now I've got to go through oh. the whole. Um, so I have a, a Rainforest Eagle, uh, which connects via so yeah. all our smart meters down here in uh, Australia, or at least in the state of Ohio and Victoria, um, are like Zigbee based. Okay. So I've got a Rainforest Eagle uh, that I will have to then uh, request from the power distributor um, to pair with my Rainforest, and then I should be able to get the data flowing into Home Assistant again. Very cool. Um, yeah, so hopefully I can get that uh, working pretty soon. I think I just got my first bill uh, at summer here. I've been using the air conditioner too much, so I wasn't yeah, pleased with the, the bill itself, but at least I've got the meter number now, so I'll add yeah. that to my to-do list. Have you got anything running in yours? Yeah. I I don't. I mean, I I had uh, I have very little stuff that actually generates power um, information. Mm, yeah, so no, like so, if smart switches or plugs that are reading energy. Yeah, yeah, I had a couple, and and those were one of my Wemos did that, and I ripped it out because I just well i mean you can listen to my rant on the in the youtube uh, <laughs> link we'll provide but yeah it's it's it just yeah so right now i don't have a whole lot uh in terms of that yep but uh but yeah i, I mean i'm sure there's one or two things that would uh that would provide me some information but honestly i i don't look at it ever uh um, cool just again i do think it's really cool and i do i do want to uh do this i think you know i was i was talking to somebody i work with just to be like hey you know i want to look at actually monitoring how much i use and so on Mm. and so forth but uh it's not as easy because uh, again my meter is fairly closed so it's basically you got to trust the provider from a meter perspective and the rest is i have to do like passive monitoring or whatever per breaker so yeah do you is your meter like attached physically to your house or is it down the street I actually don't know. It's sorry, no, it's it's attached to my house. It's it's mm. on the outside of my house, but I, I don't know um like from a reading perspective if it has any smarts in it. I don't believe uh, it does. Yeah. But I might be wrong there. And and if it does, they almost definitely don't open it up. So yep. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Because I think you could even get some of those like uh, things that clip on the lines over the lines and then just like read yeah, the power yeah, the going through them. Meter. Yeah. I've also thought of, I mean, it, it's a lot more kind of silly, but I've also thought of putting a camera, like a, just a dummy, like not a dummy camera, but like a tiny camera there, Mm. uh, just to OCR and read the meter to tell me (laughs) when it's going. Yep. Um, but I also, it's outside and I don't want to deal with that. Especially with Canadian winter, right? You don't want to. 
Yeah, with winter, well, and and the thaw mm, yeah, <laughs> after exactly. the winter. Yep. Um, I just don't trust myself to waterproof anything well enough. I mean, I guess enough silicone will do the job, but. <laughs> Uh, so another integration coming in is the Wiz integration, W-I-Z. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised. I thought Wiz had been in there before. It's a pretty popular um, integration, I would have thought. So lights and smart sockets are now supported. Um, so they're supported. So they're set up through your Wi-Fi network. Um, so you don't need a bridge or gateway or anything like that. Um, and they should be available in home assistance. Nice. Uh, Z-Wave.me lets you basically control uh, the network via... Uh, their product and essentially it can run on uh various devices including raspberry uh, mm. spelled r-a-z berry so very neat. all right breaking changes um so as of this release uh it is the final release which will support the legacy z-wave and open z-wave integrations mm-hmm. so these integrations will be removed from 2022.4 if you want to continue using Z-Wave with Home Assistant, you need to move over to Z-Wave JS. Now, I know being a Z-Wave user myself, that can be a bit scary, um, you know, having to, you know, potentially relink every device. There should be a migration uh, available from either Open Z-Wave or Z-Wave JS themselves. I think they're, you know, they're from the same project anyway right um so there might be a a way you can migrate easily over but the reason this is the final uh, official supported release is that uh the open z wave library that home assistant uses will no longer be supporting the new versions of python that home assistant is moving towards so uh we need to yeah just drop support for that so yeah I've been using ZWaveJS via uh, ZWaveJS to MQTT um, as another Docker container, and it's been fantastic. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend. Nice. And on that note, uh, there might be some version bumps needed as well for ZWaveJS, uh, even if you do use the container, right? Or even if you yeah. use uh, the MQTT, uh, sorry, ZWaveMQTT service. So Yeah, I think uh, it's the very latest release, so... Um, yeah, just double check that you're running the latest and yeah. greatest. Um, there is a service that's been deprecated for ZWaveJS, the ZWaveJS.ping service. Um, there is new button entities that you can move your calls over to, which will essentially do the same thing. Yeah. The updater integration has been deprecated as well. Uh, so it's been kind of uh, replaced by other integrations. So even if you, it's no longer part of default config and or if you have it explicitly defined, uh, it's not going to work. So remove it. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, and the XP integration has been disabled due to a third-party library not being compatible with Python 3.10. Yeah. Same like ZWaveJS. Yeah. Or sorry, not ZWaveJS. Same like the, uh, Open ZWave. Wave. Yeah. So Home Assistant is working towards adding support for Python 3.10. Um, but they had to disable the integration now to be able to get our development and testing environments upgraded. So, yeah, uh, XP temporarily unavailable. Watch this space. And really, that's uh, that's it. It's a fairly short one. Raham, what's going on? Any any uh, fancy things going on in your smart home? <sighs> no, I've I've honestly not had time for uh, <laughs> for for home automation lately. I know it's really okay. unfortunate, uh, but but I do I do want to like I said earlier the things that are on my mind is really around energy monitoring and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, really. That's, uh, that's where my, you know, and, and, and just more around comfort and such too. So we just actually this morning got a whole home humidifier installed. So, um, the technician, whatever contractor came in and, and nice. did his thing. And, uh, yeah, it, it got to the point where it was, uh, you know, it was like, just getting hard to breathe <laughs> essentially every morning <laughs> yeah. just because because especially in the winters when the heater is on and so on and so forth it, it doesn't it really dries everything out right so yep uh got a humidifier so let's see but i want to see if there's any way to make that smart i know there's smart ones available but that's not what i got installed so um you know let's see is it like built like the controller that they put in is it like affixed into your wall like is are there smart humidifier controllers like a nest you know, for your thermostat that you could buy sort of thing? Yeah, so there's, there, I, I actually know nothing about uh, this. I, I believe there are, mm-hmm. but uh, even the controllers and stuff are, so So what's interesting is it gets powered via the HVAC system. So pretty much only when mm-hmm. my Ecobee says, hey, go turn on the, the fan yep. for the heat or, or the turn on the blower essentially, then only does this get turned on from what I understand. Okay, uh, that's kind of what he described to me. Um, yeah. So I want to, I want to do a little more research on that because I have, I have no idea, but essentially try and optimize a lot of that stuff, especially mm. as uh, costs of everything are going up um, like hydro as an example and, yep. you know, whatever. But here in Ontario, it's interesting. They actually announced uh, that, I don't know, I don't know if it's happening or what, but they, they want to try and do super low rates at, night like very very off peak hours mm, and for your electricity uh, for the, yeah exactly for the electricity and yep. uh again hopefully you know if that does happen then maybe there's some stuff i can leverage there and then and then i'll probably care more about uh just electricity monitoring or energy monitoring as a whole as well right just to kind of optimize a lot of that kind of stuff mm, that's interesting so i signed up so when we moved into the, this new house um, I think it was maybe like December or November, the mm-hmm. Home Assistant release had a component, Amber Electric, which was an Australian electricity company. Okay. So I signed up with them because they've got an API, which integrates now with Home Assistant. And their whole thing is that they will send a notification to Home Assistant when there's a price spike. So all, wow. so basically for a small fee, I get access to the wholesale electricity rates, um, which can then fluctuate depending on, you know, how much, uh renewable energies in the grid or you know how much electricity costs at that time yeah um and so i get you know on the app i can see uh hour by hour what the forecast price is going to be so i can see all right yeah like at 3am it's going to cost me you know 15 cents Mm -hmm. a megawatt or whatever but you know at 7pm it's going to be like 30 cents right so that's you know pretty cool way to sort of shift like the electricity usage around so yeah hopefully like you would have access to something similar in in Canada for that. Yeah, I'm just I, as as you were talking about that, I just I just pulled up the uh, integrations page for mm. energy, and, and you know, first one that shows up was was Amber Electric. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't see anything else that's <laughs> that, that I have access to. So <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. But at least for now, and 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 again, if it comes down to it, I'm I'm trying to avoid opening my panel. But uh, worst case, I'll I'll grab those uh, the passive uh, mm. hook kind of connectors, yeah, yeah and, and just stick those on my uh, panel. But again, I'm trying to avoid 
that because I, I I'd like a little more granularity than uh, than that because again the way the way at least my house was built at the time was you know there's there's multiple outlets and stuff that go to a breaker right even in the kitchen and stuff where you know code has been updated and such but now that's still not the case right so I I want to know what's using it and, and and things like that so I, I may yeah. go to go to my big talkers so things like my washing machine things like my air conditioner and stuff like that and monitor those instead yep. and, and just kind of go to focus on those guys rather than everything as a whole. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. How about you? Uh, how's, how's the new place? How's the automating of the new place going? It's, it's coming along slowly. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yep. Um, yeah. Just taking my time. I got a whole bunch of recessed uh, door window sensors that I was able to drill into the doors around the house. Nice. So those doors can now, uh, yeah, they, I can see when those doors are open and close and can't see the sensors there. So I'm very impressed with that. Yeah. Those are the AOTech ones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So they're very nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, just uh, currently researching light switches, uh, which ones I'm going to get. I want to you know, maybe start off with one room just to maybe, maybe just the office here. See what yeah. the, uh, what, how that looks, how they work. Make sure I've got neutrals behind the switches um can the lights be dimmed do i need to upgrade the lights so they can dim yeah it's just uh unfortunately it's just a lot of lot to be done and the bank balance doesn't agree with what i want to do so sure well that's that's buying a house right yeah, so. that's it <laughs> yeah it sucks but uh hopefully yeah again i think it's something you can also just slowly chip away at right doesn't exactly. have to be all overnight so that's it and that's what makes it fun right but yeah so because yeah. i obviously had a whole bunch of gear from uh from our previous house um, you know, like a whole bunch of Philips Hue lights, um, smart sockets um, that I haven't put mm-hmm. up yet. So that's also part of the fun too, right? So, um, yeah, slowly, just slowly bringing out all my toys and, and putting them around the house. So it's fun. Nice. Any any interesting technologies? Like are you is mostly just Z-Waves that you're sticking to? And uh... Yeah, Z-Waves, Zigbee um, I might go to at the moment. I'll try to avoid yeah. Wi-Fi where I can, I think. Really, yeah. the only Wi-Fi stuff I've got would be uh, something like uh, what do they call MyLight or Limitless LED uh, for the yeah. entertainment unit. Yep. Um, but anything else, I'm trying to really avoid Wi-Fi, so that would be reserved for like ESP and, and Raspberry Pis, basically. Yeah, and even that, you can probably throw on a separate uh, SSID or something if your if your router supports it, right? So yeah, but it's not even that. I just. Uh, just yeah, I really like because I got a whole bunch of actually I got a whole bunch of two year stuff. Um, yeah, and like the the Dyson fan, um, and then there's some two year stuff that's there. I just having to hack, uh, yeah. you know, reverse engineer APIs like the local Dyson API being like reverse engineered. The two year stuff is you know you've got to go create a you've got to find the local keys somehow. And yeah, it's just with at least Z Wave and Zigbee, it just works right. Yeah, and 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 well, that's one thing I've learned, and I think that's what I like the most. So, I mean, I've talked about this before as well, where I got rid of my Wemos and uh, yep. opted to go with uh, some Sonoff uh, Zigbee ones, the S thirty one ZBs. Yep. Uh, for for smart uh, plugs, but uh, yeah, like it, it's you know it's consistent <laughs> and, and it works every time, right? So you don't have to worry about API. You don't have to worry about any of that kind of. Uh, junk is just you know you plug it in join it and and it's a standard right which is nice yeah exactly um but yeah i um yeah new brand new home this is an instance i've um they've been just slowly 
adding things that I'm still using the default Lovelace view that mm-hmm. Home uh, ships with. So I'm, I'm finding stuff in there is becoming a, a right pain in the bum, uh, yeah. you know, because everything's on just one page, right? It's all yeah, grouped yeah, into yeah. rooms. But, yeah, I need to start working on that, I think. Um, that'll be my next mission. Yeah. Are you, are you, I know in your previous place, you'd mentioned a couple of times on the show uh, about your tablets and such. Are you, are you, have you already put up tablets? Are you putting it up? Are you going to, you know, cut a hole in the wall and stick it in there (laughs) or what's the deal? Undecided. I, um, I don't know. I've actually got a brand, a couple of brand new Amazon Fire HD tablets that are still sealed in their uh, packets. Um, that I didn't put up in the old house and I am considering putting up here. I found in our old house, the tablets only really got used by me and yeah. they were really slow. Like the Amazon yeah. tablets, are, they're not, you know, if you want to you, you press a button and there's a bit of a, a lag for something to load yep. or, or whatever. So it's not the best user experience. And I'm trying to decide what, if what use case there could be, I think, I think it's more uh, going to be for quick glances of what the current status is. So, for example, um, one thing that I'm really missing at the moment is a notification of bin nights. So obviously, the we're in a new house, so the yeah. day of week, right? Like, the, so our, our, the night that the bins go out is different, and also mm-hmm. uh, the roster. You know, like one, it's still rotating every two weeks. But um, right. So one thing that I I'm missing is just like, you know, being able to glance at the tablet and see, oh, okay, it's the recycling week this week. I got to put the yellow bin out this week. For right, example. right, right. So, yeah, I think that's sort of the thinking I'm going towards. And it sort of it seems overkill to have, you know, like a colored tablet on the wall um, doing just, just that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at uh, e ink displays, which are mm-hmm. very expensive, but they're really cool. And yeah. I think must have been on Reddit or, or somewhere else uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I found a project that converts uh, old Amazon Kindle devices um, and allows you to take a, a screenshot of something and then it will upload it to the Kindle and put it as a, the Kindle's background, I think. Hmm. So then you could take like a, a screenshot of a Lovelace card or a Lovelace dashboard um, and push it yeah. to the Amazon Kindle and it will just get display it as a, a static text. So then you could have, you know, um, like notifications up on the screen. Um, and because they're e-ink displays, you can have them running on battery for, you know, like months without having sure. to change it. If you, as long as you're not changing the screen every five seconds. Um, so that's something I, I think my wife's got <laughs> a, an old Kindle around the house somewhere. I might look into repurposing that. Yeah, I'm sure she'll love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, that's that's actually a pretty neat uh, neat idea. You should let uh, looking forward to kind of how that works out for you. Yeah, let us um, know. And then if if it works out well on her old Kindle, then maybe I'll just go and buy like a secondhand, uh, bigger version Kindle. You know, I'm sure they come with like yeah. bigger screens. Because um, I think yeah, I really like the look of ink displays. Right, I just don't like the price of the panels. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, and, and the nice thing with e-ink, I, I think what I like about e-ink displays is, is just how minimal they are. Yes, yeah. Um, but but again, it is that too, right? As as a counter to it, is, it is minimal. So, But yeah. again, to display a button or to display a, like a tile or something, it's more than enough. Yeah, 100%. So. Cool. All right, well, I think 
that's going to wrap us up for today. Um, Rohan, thank you very much. I'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. If you want to share your home assistant journey or come on as a guest, reach out to us at feedback at haspodcast.io. That's H-A-S-S podcast.io. Home Assistant Podcast is hosted by Phil Hawthorne and myself, Rohan Karamandi. For links to topics we discussed today, check out our show notes on haspodcast.io.